0: Good afternoon, everybody. It's Andrew, the Mistress of Pop Culture, coming at you with a dub- double whammy, a double uh, a double Thursday episode, because I just felt like I had so much to say, and there's so many stories out, and I have vomit of the mouth, a.k.a. word vomit, um, so I thought I'm gonna hop on here and uh, give you guys a little special extra episode, because I didn't do an episode on Wednesday, because it was my birthday. I know, I've talked about it a million times, but August is my birthday month, Leo season. Congratulations to all my fellow Leos out there. We are literally the best of the best. Kind, courageous, very sassy, and very passive-aggressive people. Um... But you know what? I uh, I just I have so much to say. There's so many good stories out today. And I thought when I recorded my episode last night for Thursday morning, I um, sort of picked the Thursday stories that were already out. Uh, I was just like, damn, there's some really good stuff out today. But then throughout the course of today, where I'm literally glued to my phone because it was my birthday, I was trying not to look at my phone that much. I was really trying to be very present. Um, as a mature 31-year-old, I thought uh, there's, there's just too much to pass up with regards to... Storytelling. And that is what I am as a podcaster. I am a storyteller. And, and my fellow brother and sister podcasters, I totally understand that. That's what we do. We tell stories, we share stories, we put our heart and soul. And actually, quite honestly, it's quite a uh, vulnerable profession, is what I'm learning. Um, but for for the most part, people have been very kind. But, anyways, I say all that to say I start today's episode off with one of my favorite, favorite songs of all time and that is uh, 18s Upside Down. It's a bit of a throwback. Uh, I myself was obsessed with 18s, maybe. 4th through 6th grade, and occasionally when I'm working out and whatnot, and my uh, iTunes is on whatever, Shuffle, I believe, Um, they come on, and I literally, you know, snap my fingers and tap my toes, and I'm just living for the glory of the nostalgia of um, that era of music, which I love. You know, Judy in a Bottle, Britney Spears, 18s, and Sink, 98 Degrees. So, uh, 18s came on, well, it came across my desk this morning, and I was just, like, living for it. (laughs) Sorry if there's a pause in the uh, episode, I had a sneeze. Uh, Triple sneeze... Because I've been helping my mom clear out our attic in our house, like my family house where I grew up, and there's so much dust up there. My nose, nostrils are just up. But anyways, I say that whole era of music literally defines me uh, as a as a young man and old man basically today because 31. Like I'm I'm getting up there. I'm almost in my 40s, which is just crazy. Um, but I was so happy when that song played, I was relaxing, I was having my morning cup of coffee from Starbucks, um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is too good, so I felt like I had to, you know, start off this, uh, today's episode with that. But anyways, without further ado, I'm just gonna go right into some stories I have for you guys picked out today, because not much has changed since we last talked, um, I woke up a little bit hungover this morning, because I had, I had two glasses of wine last night, and I have not had a drink maybe in five months, because I sort of went all, I went most of quarantine without drinking, Just because I was being very productive, I wanted to keep myself sane, I wanted to keep myself on a routine, and I know a lot of my friends were, you know, drinking more than they usually do, which is totally okay, and I totally understand it, but I myself wanted to, you know, uh, sustain a sober, clean thought- uh, frame of mind, if you will, because I just wanted to, you know, as I just mentioned, keep on a routine, and so every day day, I'm an introvert already, and quarantining was basically, like, normal life for me, only I had to wear a mask, which happily, happily so, um, so yeah, I don't even know what I was, where I was going with that one there, but I'm gonna go back to my story, so the first story of the day is a really exciting one, because it's to do with somebody that I love, somebody that we all love, and if you don't love her, then, well, bye, and that is, this is from E! News, Taylor Swift reveals who she named her Betty characters after. Now, I love her new album, uh, Folklore, and I, I think her song selection was fantastic. The uh, names of her songs were wonderful, and she's just doing the damn thing, and I, I, I don't. nothing short of supporting this queen. So let's read it and then we'll dissect. Taylor Swift has revealed the real story behind her new song, Betty. Since the release of the Superstar Singers' eighth studio album, Folklore, on July 24th, fans have been poring over the lyrics to each track. One song in particular, Betty, had Swifties around the world speculating about the name Swift mentioned in the lyrics in the track. The Grammy winner uses the names James, Inez, and, of course, Betty. After listening to the song, many Swift fans noticed that James and Inez are the names of Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' two oldest daughters, James Reynolds and Inez Reynolds. By the way, before I'm going to interject my own thought before I continue reading this article, I always wondered, and I don't know why this thought literally just came to me now, but that's what happens in our an episode, it's like, uh, improv for me, the thoughts just, they come pouring out, which is why I'm unfiltered, um, I wonder if Taylor Swift was a fan of Gossip Girl, because she must have been, uh, like, how would she have had Blake Lively in her girl squad, um, if she wasn't a fan of Serena, but I do wonder if Taylor Swift is more of a Blair, given, you know, Blair's, uh, you know, f- uh, flair for the dramatic, uh, scheming, conniving, and just being, you know, the, the sort of projected image that Taylor Swift puts out, so, And Serena's more... I love Serena. I mean, she's a fashion icon. But, for me... See, you guys, every episode I do, some subject matter always brings me back to Gossip Girl, which is literally why it's the greatest show of all time. But, you know, enough on that. So I do wonder if, um... You know, she's more of a Blair Serena. Serena. So, anyways, well, whatever. That doesn't matter. Okay, to continue the article. The 30-year-old star who has been close pals with the superstar couple for years now even had fans speculating that the name Betty could be the moniker of Lively and Reynolds' third child. The private pair had yet to share the name of their baby girl before his... This time, however, since their daughter James was previously featured on Swift's song "Gorgeous," rumors started flying that Betty revealed um, the celeb baby name. Swift did not immediately address the rumors, however, she did recently share the backstory of her hit track while introducing Betty on the ra- on country radio. In the radio clip captured by fans on social media, Swift explained that she wrote the song from the perspective of a 17-year-old boy who just lost the love of his love of his life. "Quote: I've always loved that in music, you can kind of slip into different identities." And you can sing from other people's perspectives. So that's what I did on this one, Swift told radio listeners. And addressing those name rumors, Swift confirmed, quote, I named all the characters in this story after my friend's kids. So there you have it, Swifties, right from the Lyricist herself. You can listen to Betty in the Lyric, or you can buy her album. I love that. I love that she sort of indirectly addressed it. Um, and I, I, I can't believe that Blake Lively, Serena Benner, herself is literally a part of uh, Taylor Swift's legacy, like, that is all the more reason why, well, not only Blake Lively is an icon, but Gossip Girl's an icon, so I just, I love it, and I would love if Taylor Swift made a song like Blair and Chuck, or, or, you know, Dorota, I mean, I personally would live for that, so, but that's just me, but anyways, so there you have it, you know, you conspiracist theories, much like myself, for, uh, all of us fellow Swifties, so I, I'm loving it, and I'm supporting her. Okay, next story is also from E! News, um, Gwyneth Paltrow reveals she knew when her marriage to Chris Martin was over. Very sad story, but also very happy story because Gwyneth Paltrow is happily married to Brad Falchuk, producer extraordinaire under Ryan Murphy's umbrella of very successful shows. And also, I love Gwyneth Paltrow herself. She's just an icon, but I love Chris Martin. Do you guys remember when Chris Martin and Jennifer Lawrence were, a, you know, I guess allegedly having a thing or a fling or I don't know what was going on, but then there was that paparazzi photo of Gwyneth and Chris and he was, you know, embracing his ex-wife in the car. I do wonder if Jennifer Lawrence, because I noticed that after that photo came out, Jennifer and Chris were no longer tied together, which is very interesting, but I say all that to say that's okay, because now Chris Martin is tied with Dakota Johnson, who I love Anastasia Steele, and Gwyneth Paltrow is, of course, with Brad Fulchick, as I just mentioned, and Jennifer Lawrence is married to that haughty art art connoisseur, Cook Moroni. and I mean, his eyes are just, I mean, it makes sense, Jennifer Lawrence should be with someone who's just the most beautiful man on earth, as are all, th- all three parties of this little love triangle, if you'd want to call it that, are doing quite fine, so no sobbing here, but anyways, let's get into the story. It's been six years since Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin announced they were... Um, consciously uncoupling. In a new article penned for British Vogue, the 47-year-old actress looked back at her split from the 43-year-old singer and the lessons they learned that changed the breakup culture. The Oscar winner recalled how she knew their marriage was over during her trip to the Tuscan countryside for her 38th birthday. Oh, just so glamorous. Can you imagine going to the Italian Riviera, Riviera? I and mean, being like, oh, my marriage is over. I mean, what a place, you know, to come to such a such a thought, such a decision, but I totally support it. I mean, where better off than the city of love? Is Is... The Tuscan countryside, the city of love? No, I think Rome's a city of love. Who knows? I don't even know. Okay. Quote. Fall was coming and the leaves were just loosening their grip on the bright green. Uh, green. Inside the cottage was perfectly appointed the way you dream of, of a birthday par- birthday trip. I'm going to start this again because I'm literally butchering this word. So, sorry. Rewind. Rewind. If fall was coming, the leaves were just loosening their grip on the bright green. Inside the cottage was perfectly appointed in the way you dream of a birthday trip. Cozy living room with the fireplace, kitchen, table overflowing with the spoils from a farm nearby, peaches, tomatoes on the vine, basil eggs, she wrote. I don't recall when it happened exactly. I don't remember which day of the weekend it was or the time of day, but I knew. Despite long walks and longer lie ins, <laughs> wink, wink wink, big glasses of barrel, barrel, barrel. Barolo, I don't know what that is, and hands-held, my marriage was over. Um, that's, like, really shady of her. I wonder if he was, like, I'm loving this, and then she just, like, this is over. Like, very odd. Paltrow noted, quote, it would be years until she said the words aloud, quote, but that weekend, a dam had cracked just enough to hear the unrelenting trickle of the truth, and it grew louder until... It was all I could hear. While Paltrow acknowledged she and Martin, quote, were close and had always been friends, she claimed they had never fully settled into being a couple. Quote, We just didn't quite fit together. There was always a bit of unease and unrest, but man, did we love our children. She explained, citing their daughter Apple Martin 16 and Moses Martin 14. The Shakespearean love star remembered how she and the Colbert artist, quote, tried everything between the day she knew the marriage was over and the day they shared it with the world. excuse me, quote, we did not want it to fail. We didn't want to let anyone down, she continued. We desperately didn't want to hurt our children. We didn't want to lose our family. The questions, both philosophical and tactical, seemed unfathomable. Who sleeps where? How does bath time work? Uh, What do we say to the kids? I bent myself into every imaginable Shaped to avoid answering them. Despite their efforts, Paltrow knew the marriage was over. Still, she wondered if there was a way the exes could keep the fa- their family structure enact- intact. I'm sorry. Could they still enjoy vacations and meals together? And could they continue to support and want what's best for one another. The answer to those questions was, quote, conscious uncoupling, a phrase they were introduced by their therapist. Paltrow initially thought of the term, thought the term sounded a bit full of itself, painfully progressive and hard to swallow. However, she was, quote, intrigued by the concept and the two decided to give it a try. Quote, it was a hit and miss. She wrote for the magazine, we had great days. We had terrible days, days we couldn't stand each other, but force ourselves to remember what we were aiming for, somehow finding a way to smile and hug and take the kids out for brunch like we had planned. The family had also moved into Los Angeles and Paltrow worried about how our kids would handle facing a new life. Family structure and school... And if the public would find out about the split, she wrote about how she quote felt ruled by fear and how that time was probably the most challenging year of her life. Eventually, Paltrow Martin decided. This is a really on Largo, you guys, but it's really fascinating. So sorry about that. Uh, bear with me. In the bold, dissect. Uh, eventually, Paltrow Martin decided to announce their breakup in a group email. Quote: The public surprise gave way quickly to ire and derision. She wrote a strange combination of mockery and anger that I had never seen. I was already pretty tattered. From what had been a tough year, frankly, the intensity of the response saw me bury my head um, in the sand deeper than I had ever had in my very public life. Um, before I continue this, I, I just want to say this is very eloquently written, and Gwyneth Paltrow has fantastic vocabulary. Not doubting that she wouldn't, but what a well-written piece of uh, literature for the masses, I may say so myself. So anyways, to finish off this article, however, she claims conscious uncoupling has, quote, since permeated the breakup culture and that people want to know how to adopt it. While Peltro noted, quote, it's different for every couple. She explained how she had to be accountable for her own part in the dissolution of the marriage, practice forgiveness, let go of spite, and learn it's okay to stay in love with parts of your ex that you were always in love with. Um, my gosh, this article goes on. Uh, Paltrow has since remarried. She, Bra- Re- she wed Brad check in 2018. Martin's dating Dakota Johnson in 2017. Yada, yada, yada. In the words of Seinfeld. So, yeah, I, um, I'm loving this article. It's very candid and it's very honest. And I love that she essentially put conscious uncoupling on the map, even though I didn't know her therapist gave her this sermon. I'm sure many people didn't know. So, congratulations, Gwen, for being a trend starter and sort of uh, getting the ball rolling with regards to. And what what is my opinion, a modern day view on the dissolution of marriage. But that's just me. Okay, so let's move on to our third story of the day. Speaking of the dissolution of relationships and whatnot, somebody I absolutely love, and I'm just loving that she's in the news. Hold on, I have to clear my throat. throat) Uh, Someone that's an icon, the true alias of my heart, and that is Jennifer Garner. This article comes from page six. Jennifer Garner and boyfriend John Miller reportedly split. Now... Before I get into this article, the reason why I chose to discuss Miss Garner in my podcast, The Mistress of Pop Culture, is thus. I've never talked about her on my podcast, and I really, really like her. I saw a photo on Instagram this morning of her and Bradley Cooper at the beach. Now, I'm not, you know, I don't know anything about the intimate detailings. Maybe they're good friends, and maybe they're old pals, co- colleagues, producing partners, who knows. But just from the chemistry of the photo and the fact that Mr., uh, brad mr bradley cooper was not wearing a shirt i'm sensing there's a little bit of a you know something something but they both have kids so maybe their kids are having a play date who knows but you know what i'm gonna say this because bradley and uh i think her name is Irina shrunk the supermodel i'm so sorry for butchering that last name are no longer together and obviously jennifer and um you know ben are no longer together because ben is toting around town with anna de Armas. who i literally am just loving this coupling i think this is a great They're both very successful. They seem to be both very down-to-earth, humble people who don't, you know, live for being photographed and whatnot. They seem completely disinterested. You know, very Sarah Jessica Parker, Matthew Broderick vibes. I'm liking this. They both have very successful independent careers, so clearly they don't need to rely on each other for mula mula. Not that that's a thing or would even matter, but I'm just saying that to say, uh, so I'm liking this. And I'm, you know, let's read the article and we'll dissect. This is once again from page six. Jennifer Garner and CEO boyfriend John Miller have reportedly split up. The 13 Going On 30 actress and Cali Group chairman, quote, are no longer together, a source told In Touch Weekly. Oh, because In Touch Weekly literally is like the pinnacle Bible for all truths in Hollywood culture. I mean, come on. The couple apparently split before COVID-19 hit the States. They split up before L.A. went into lockdown. The source told the outlet, quote, Jen and John remain on friendly terms. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a possibility that they could rekindle the relationship in the future, but right now it's over. Um, I don't think so because she's going with Bradley Cooper, who, I mean, this man is very, very, very handsome. Let me look at this picture. You guys should Google him. His name is John Miller. Ooh, very good looking. Okay, continue. Garner finalized her divorce from ex, uh, ex-husband Brad... Brad, uh, Ben Affleck. That's a month, nearly three years after they separated. They share three kids together: Violet fourteen, Serafina eleven, and Samuel eight. Meanwhile, Miller finalized his divorce with Caroline Campbell in November 2018. They married in 2005. Garner's rep did not immediately respond for comment. Well, I'm gonna speak on behalf of Miss Garner, even though I have no affiliation with her professionally. But I literally love her supporter, and I'm just like I feel like a fierce defense mechanism for Jennifer Garner because she's just given us such good content. Um, I'm gonna say I'm living for whatever's going on with her and Bradley Cooper as friends. Great, if they're more than that, amazing. And I hope that they have a really successful whatever's going on because they're both physically beautiful and two genetic and two genetically perfect people come together, i.e., Blake Lively, Ryan um, Reynolds, uh, Leighton Meester, Adam Brody. Um uh, Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence and Cook Baroni, amongst the likes of many, many celebrity couples, um, I'm living for. And I think this is just so great. So I hope they are very peaceful and happy with one another because quite honestly, the world is hard enough as it is. And splits and breakups are really hard, but relationships and rekindling rekindling feelings and starting new rom- romances, especially as an adult, are very, very challenging. I myself have been single for almost two years now. And there's one individual who I am who I like, and I met this individual at, on a camping trip, and it's been more of like a hookup up thing, but it's like... There's a weird draw and attraction to this individual. And why I bring this up is because we chatted yesterday on my birthday. And I just, there's like a, a life, there's a line there that I like. And he's just someone that you know, is worthy of my hand, but that's, you know, the most intimate detailing of my private life that I ever discuss, and I'm not going to give names, because I'm not going to, you know, provide that type of information, because, you know, I'm chased around and hunted by the paparazzi, and as somebody who's living such a public life, and literally giving every little ounce of my personal, just, well-being, um, to you, my loyal, loving followers, I just can't, you know, disclose that type of information, because it's just the intimate dealings of my personal life are just way too private, wink, wink, okay, I'm totally just, you know, effing with you guys, you know, I'm just, like, an open book. Well, not really. Okay. Thus, we go to our final story of the day, also from page six. Um, and this was actually a story that was really, really interesting. It's something I didn't know about, but someone, about somebody that I truly love, and I hope, you know, we'll read it, we'll dissect. Alyssa Milano reveals she tested positive for COVID-19, quote, I thought I was dying. Now, I'm going to first read to you the article, and I'm going to read you exactly what she wrote on, you know, I'm going to read you first what she wrote on Instagram, because it was uh, very, very telling. So let me just pull up her caption here. She posted this photo 22 hours ago. Uh, It's sort of a slideshow photo. The first photo is him, I'm sorry, excuse me, of her wearing fabulous glasses. What it looks like to be in a bed wearing a breathing tube, a breathing mask. And this is what her caption says, quote, This was me on April 2nd after being sick for two weeks. I had never been this kind of sick. Everything hurt, Loss of smell. It felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't keep food in me. I lost nine pounds in two weeks. I was confused. Low-grade fever. And the headaches were horrible. I basically had every COVID symptom. Excuse me, symptom. At the very end of March, I took two COVID-19 tests, and both were negative. I also took a COVID antibody test, the fingerprint test, after I was feeling better. Negative. After living the last four months with lingering symptoms like vertigo, stomach abnormalities, irregular periods, heart palpitations, shortness of breath, zero short term memory, and general malaise, I went and got an antibody test from a blood draw, not the finger prick, from a lab. I am positive for COVID antibodies. I had COVID 19. I just want you to be aware that our testing system is flawed. And we don't know the real numbers. I also want you to know that this illness is not a hoax. I thought I was dying. I felt like I was dying. I I will be donating my plasma with the hopes that I might save a life. Please take care of yourselves. Please wash your hands and wear a mask and social distance. I don't want anyone to feel the way I felt. Be well. I love you all. Well, maybe not the trolls, just the kind people. I'm really glad that she posted this because I've heard that the numbers are sort of... um, I'm just reading her comments. She was flooded by wonderful comments. Reese Witherspoon commented, oh, babe, I'm so sorry you were so sick, but thank you for helping educate us. We need to learn more. Christopher Gorham, Tracy Thomas, Sarah Colonna, a bunch of people who are on stage with her. Chelsea Handler commented. Um, Jamie Lynn Siegler. Sorry, I like to look at who comments people's. Okay, anyways, I'm really glad that she's putting this out there using her public platform for the better of society. And, you know, I myself have had two COVID tests. I went earlier when I... I said this before, I think I had it in February because I was so sick, I had really labored breathing, I had all the symptoms of covid nineteen but by then they i didn 't really know what that was, and there wasn 't that many details about it out and Then I got sick again about two months ago had a fever or whatnot, and I went and got tested, and it was negative, and I was like I don't just i don 't understand, and that 's what sort of makes covid nineteen so so difficult to navigate is you it 's really hard to differentiate whether you have a, a seasonal flu or this, so again, everybody wear a mask, wash your hands, do what you can because. We we all have to we, – we, to quote High School Musical, we're all in this together. And there's nobody that is immune to this disease. And for all those who think it's a hoax, that – it's just – it's not okay to think like that because it's not funny. And there are people who are really at risk. Um, there are people who are uh, immune – um, uh, what is um, immune compromise and you don't want to y- it's not worth putting those wonderful people at risk it's not right and we all have to just do our part to stay safe so thank you Alyssa Milano for sharing your story and all those who have been so open and candid about their experience with COVID-19 it's really uh, contributing to the conversation and helping us all sort of educate ourselves on what what's going on so, yes, so that's, uh, my second Thursday episode, everybody, uh, thank you so much for listening, as always, I'm really grateful, I'm indebted to you, my loyal, loving listeners, um, I hope you all have a wonderful Thirsty Thursday, relax, you know, have a cocktail if you can, safely wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance, uh, check out my podcast, and this of Bob Culture, pretty much streaming everywhere, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, CastBox, Radio Public, uh, cast the podcast app, Podbean, Spotify, you know, and just, you know, you know where they are, I- I've given you the whole spiel before, um, and yeah, let's uh, we'll we'll circle back, chat soon, and uh, have a good one. All right, everybody, take care. Bye.